Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I am so glad you're joining me today. I have two amazing guests on, Tony Moretti-Walter and Greg Perkins. Uh, Tony is the owner and founder of Momentum Carnivore Nutrition, which makes a lot of fantastic treats and food. And um, for those of you who have enjoyed Turkey Hearts, that is where they come from. Um, And then Greg is here, and he is the national sales manager at Packer Mellum and part owner of the Momentum Carnivore Nutrition team. So welcome, guys. I am so glad you're joining me today. Thank you, Tammy. We are excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, I am very passionate about certain things and the brand that you have is one of them. And I love for people to just get a, a kind of a more of a bigger picture look as to what's what's kind of behind the scenes and what you're about and all that. And I am so um, thankful that I had an opportunity to actually go to your plant and see the production. That was so amazing. So and that was our first plant. You haven't even seen our most recent one. No, I haven't. Wow. I have to send you some uh, pictures and videos. Please do. Yes. And maybe I'll have to plan another trip to Wisconsin. I mean, I've always got pasta and wine ready for you. Perfect. <laughs> yay. Yay. Absolutely. Um, okay. So talk to us a little bit about what was the inspiration for starting Momentum? Sure. So Tammy, like most other brands in this pet food market, especially raw, healthy, um, our story really started with one of our family dogs, Peter. I grew up with retrievers my entire life. And um, Peter being a Chesapeake Bay retriever, the name says it, he loved playing fetch, running. He was a very active, high energy dog. And one of his most favorite activities was duck hunting with my dad. Um, So that was, you know, that's our story behind momentum as far as who really inspired us. And what was happening with, with Peter is, as he started aging, we really saw his health deteriorate pretty quickly in such a short amount of time. And, you know, keep in mind, this was over 20 years ago where Mm -hmm. when people spoke of a raw diet, it was almost voodoo, right? Like if you feed your dog raw, you're going to kill it. And, you know, at this point, my dad, I, I was younger, so I was involved, but not as much as I am today. But my dad started asking those questions you know, what's going on? Why is his health deteriorating so quickly? And what what can I do to help him? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where, you know, the initial research and discovery of a raw diet for carnivores really led us. And um, from there, you know, we decided, all right, let's give this a try. And pretty much cold turkey, we switched um, Peter to a hundred percent raw diet um, organ meats, muscle meats, fresh produce. We were doing a lot of whole trachea for joint support. And, you know, it was almost incredible within weeks, the change we saw in his health. I mean, he went from a dog that could barely get up in the morning and wasn't running as much as he used to, to, you wouldn't even be able to tell that he had any sort of joint pain. Um, his coat went from dull flaky gray to that shiny, healthy looking coat. And you could almost see in his eyes, like he recaptured his youth and the vibrancy. And that was a really cool thing to see, right? You know, it was mm-hmm. like, wow, look at this small change we made in his diet mm-hmm. and the life we gave back to him. And, you know, when you take a step back and you really think about it, it, it makes all the sense. You, we, we went from a very highly processed diet that our carnivore, our dog biologically didn't really know what to do. and you know, yeah, he was healthy majority of his life, but that runs short. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when we moved him to a raw diet, natural to what he's intended to eat, it was unremarkable. I mean, anyone who has had a dog and experienced this knows exactly 
what I'm talking about, but it was pretty cool. So from that point, you know, we, we thought, well, why wouldn't we want to share at least something with every pet in the nation? And I can remember um, sitting at a marketing, a small marketing company local to us. And mind you, I'm still in high school, ready to go to college, really had no full term plan of taking over the business. Um, but I was involved because I was passionate about nutrition. I grew up with animals. I loved them. And I can remember putting the logo together, launching the brand and what our mission has been and continues to be is being able to provide a really high quality, biologically appropriate treat to start with. That was kind of our core product Mm -hmm. line to begin with. Um, we wanted to be able to share what we saw in Peter with every pet in the nation. And that's, that's really how Momentum Carnivore Nutrition started. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, I think so many people have, they, they really don't realize the connection between the health of their animal and food. And a lot of times, a lot of the people think because they're feeding out of a bag that says four dog foods or, or, you know, four dogs and it's for joints or for GI support, um, whatever maybe is troubling them, they feel like, oh, I've got it covered. Why is my dog still not, you know, doing great? And, and it's kind of like with us, when we eat the things that, that we were meant to eat, we're just going to be healthier. We're going to thrive. And that's, that's part of, I think what you saw in Peter. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So as we know, you know, raw freeze dried food, all of that is, is really the most species appropriate um, for both dogs and cats. What are some of the things you've learned about the importance of raw nutrition as it relates to their health? You know, even besides what your experience was with Peter. So it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. I was a retailer for, for 10 years and I was, it was at the stage where raw was out there and freeze dried was out there, but it wasn't like a huge thing, more so a little bit on the West coast. And I had been approached by um, manufacturers to bring in raw and, you know, it's kind of, as it's, as it's evolved through the pet industry, it's also an evolution for each person to how they got to that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought about it like a lot of other people thought about it. I just don't know about throwing raw chicken on the deck. You know, is that what they're talking about? You know, and, and um, I I thought I've I've got really good kibble on the, on, you know, on the counter. And I actually started thinking about it more for myself. I was trying to actually eat healthier myself. And I started researching into um, the healthiest countries and what it was that they ate that made a difference. And, when you look at, into the like the Mediterranean diet, which has always been one of the healthiest diets for humans, you know, it's a lot of fish. It's a lot of raw raw foods themselves, and it was oils. And, and so I started getting good oils to cook with. And then as I just kept reading and reading, I was like, well, I'm heating these oils up to a certain temperature that actually I'm not getting any benefit from the oil. So mm-hmm. then it kind of started me, it just got the conversation going in my head, like, all right, what is this barf diet? This, you know, and it's a, I was thinking what a terrible acronym. I know, <laughs> it really but, is, yes. But it does the job, you know, because I went mm-hmm. through and I was like biologically available raw food. And so mm-hmm. it just, it did bring up what it was about. And then as I started reading that, I really became just consumed with the temperatures and the process and everything of what we eat. And I said, well, if it's right for me, it's probably right for the dog. And then I started researching it. And, you know, sure enough, the more I found it, it, it correlated, you know, that we, we, we both need to eat as little processed food as possible. Mm-hmm. And in the dog's world, that certainly was raw and freeze-dried. And in our world, it is, it sounds weird, but like raw vegetables and salads and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it just, it was one of those light bulb moments. And mm-hmm. I just, it, it became very passionate that this wasn't something that I was just going to take on, but this was something that I was going to preach to all of my customers and really mm-hmm. try to get them on board with the raw diet. And then by doing so, I really, really saw the difference. And, 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 to, and to me, and I think most people in the pet industry, you realize this is not an industry where you're just going to get just absolutely wealthy, you know, mm-hmm. but one of those things that keeps coming back and, and just repaying you over and over is when you give them advice 
and they come back and tell you how much of a difference it made in their dog's life. And so every time, true. Oh my gosh. That's what drives me every day. Yes. Such a good point. It does. Yeah. And, and, and so you just find it. And so I became, the, the more that happened, the more passionate I became about raw. And I, I realized that everybody was not going to get onto raw or uh, then, then freeze dried really started coming in the market too. And so I was very passionate about those two. Um, and it just does make a difference. And that, that, that biological available availability really kind of says it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was an old school pet store back in the day where I, I had reptiles and I had fish and I had everything else. Wow. And when you were really learning, you need to recreate what is their natural environment and what they should be consuming. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to do the same thing for the dog and, and cat. And they're only going to get be at their best if they're eating what they should be eating and the right format. And so to take it just a step further, as I started going out into the pet industry after my retail days and training retailers um, and what I consider educated retailers, it was one of the first questions I always asked in the trainings. I said, you know, we all understand that overprocessed is not good. Mm-hmm. What does overprocessed mean to you? And I was a little bit surprised that, you know, they were saying some things that were 100% correct, you know, artificial ingredients and artificial colors and flavors and all that kind of stuff and all the unidentified meats, you know, um, which was, like I said, 100% correct. But what was never first or sometimes never even thought about was actually the process of the food. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I said, you're right. I said, you guys are all right. But I said, this is just as important, if not more so, because sometimes we get so caught up on what the protein ratio is and the fat ratio and the fiber ratio and what protein it is versus the process that that food and those ingredients were made. Mm-hmm. And if we can get it in its most natural state, and very minimalized process, then that dog can easily break that down and absorb it and utilize all those vitamins and minerals that are in there. And what's right. the purpose of feeding them some good food if they can't actually take advantage of it? So, so that was always, and, and I think when you kind of break it down that way, you know, it, it, it's easier for the consumer mm-hmm. to be able to understand Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, kind of to that point, you know, we see all of these amazing commercials about, you know, this is the, you know, the products, the the chicken or whatever it is, the beautiful vegetables that go into this bag of food. And it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good that is because it's cooked to the point that it, it, like you said, becomes unusable to, to the animal. Um, something else that you mentioned when um, you and I had talked before that I just wanted to bring up because I think it's so important. And that is, um, you know, so many people, maybe they feel like they want to try raw or they're, you know, afraid to or whatever. And, but you mentioned something that was so important. And that is that we've all been there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've all fed that bag of food that we thought was good. And then we've realized later on, oh my goodness, if I could go back and do it differently, you know, but, you know, it just humanizes the fact that, you know, we are all trying to do the best that we can. It's mm-hmm. just a lack sometimes of knowledge or understanding. And so anyway, I wanted to bring that up because I think so many people, you know, they're a little overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, well, I'm not doing the right thing, but we've all been there. You know, it's, it's, you're right, Tammy. And, and, you know, as I was talking to was fortunate enough with the company I worked with that we were talking to some Olympic athletes and so forth, and they they were going to do some sponsorships and be an advocates of the food and so forth. And, um, you know, honestly, the light bulb didn't go on with them for their pets. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people are doing it at home for themselves and don't really think about the pets. And it, mm-hmm. and it means just as much, if not more so for those guys. And the, we have a choice mm-hmm. and they, exactly. they don't have a choice. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, momentum, that's what we want to do is we want to make it since Absolutely. You, you only, we want to make sure that we give them what they need. That's right. And you know what? And, and to that point as well, um, I think so many times, because even when I meet with clients all the time, they're like, you know what, this is how I live with my family. Why didn't I mm-hmm. think about this for my animal? And, and my, I guess, conclusion on that is, you know, we are human. So we're experts on being human, Right. <laughs> 
and we put our faith in yeah. as somebody else that we think are experts for our 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 babies, our dogs, our cats, and so. Um, instead of really thinking through that, really, this all applies to all of us. Um, sure. We've put our faith in in a in a sometimes uh, in the wrong hands, only because of the education that is so geared towards you know pharmaceuticals and the top three pet food companies. So you know, we just kind of have to realize that that's the lens that's been that's being looked through, and when we can realize that, then we can take more you know, we can be more empowered and take more ownership. Well, Tammy, that's a really good point because if you think about it, it, it's not just for our pets, you know, to your point, it's kind of a brash statement, but as humans, we're, we're a little bit lazy and we're a little bit, everything is an inconvenience. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to just trust somebody with letters behind their name because, okay, Let's take it for face value. You went to school for this. I didn't. So you right. definitely know more than I do. And that's exactly. we're seeing the same in the human diets and mm-hmm. of course, transferring over to our pet diets. And, and the reality is that it's taking the shift, with, which we're seeing mm-hmm. of people doing the research and mm-hmm. asking the right questions and, and demanding that, you know, I need these answers answered correctly. And, and just because you have this diploma or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, I'm not going to take it for face value anymore because I've, you know, for me personally, seeing the transition in Peter, um, from that point forward. And even as I've had my own children, I've always really leaned towards more of a holistic approach to everything Mm -hmm. everything in my life for my own health, my children's health, my fur children's health. I always ask that question. Okay. What can I do holistically from a more organic, natural method? And if all else fails, then I'm willing to explore that next step. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they don't have the time to do that research um, or they just believe things because that's how it's always been. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've personally seen the comparison of some of my family dogs, um, friends' dogs that are on a highly processed diet and they're constantly having, you know, rash issues on their skin, their gut health is totally off and they're having to run for every prescription in the book. When in reality, when you just, your initial research of holistic approaches, Mm -hmm. it's very simple. It's, you know, conventional focuses on that band-aid. Let's just fix this problem and holistic goes from a whole approach. Let's exactly let's fix this from the inside out. And that's, that's right. kind of what we're seeing in the shift with more people questioning their dog food ingredients and mm-hmm. demanding answers. Absolutely. No, very, very good points. Um, so kind of going back to, you know, the species appropriate food, raw food, freeze dried kind of being the, the top of the, the ring, the rung here. So many people, and even our veterinarians, unfortunately, um, scare people that there's all this bacteria and, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? My child is here, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, What are some of the things that you guys do, um, I guess, to ensure some food safety for for the pets, for the humans? Maybe if you could just speak a little bit about that. Sure. So... You know, step number one really comes down to utilizing and sourcing really high quality ingredients. Um, Everything from the meat we use, produce, there has to be a standard there. And that's really first and foremost when you talk about food safety. So we definitely take a lot of pride in the ingredients we use um, and really for good reason. There's, we believe in transparency. Um, we think it's definitely crucial for our pet parents. I mean, we're, we're literally feeding their pets and we need to embody that they trust us. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really is encouraging to see more pet parents almost demand that they know what's in their pet foods. We, we definitely applaud them for that. That kind of goes back to my previous comments of consumers are, are self-educating more and they're doing that research. So you know, to take the steps for quality ingredients and food safety at Momentum, it's really, it's a simple model, but it, but it's held with high standards. So first and foremost, the ingredients that we source, primarily the meats, um, we process 
they're all USDA inspected and considered meant for human consumption. So really what that means is they're tested before they even arrive at our facility and the USDA is giving that sign off that, yep, we are acknowledging that this product is safe for humans consumption. Um, this also means that the processors and the packers that are putting, you know, the meat packaging companies, they also have to hold specific certifications. Um, this might include SQF certification, which is safe quality food. Um, they have to follow HACCP plan for proper sanitation. And these plants are also regulated. Not only are they USDA inspected, but they're FDA regulated. And these plants can have regular and also unannounced audits. So this is really that regulation side to make sure that these plants are adhering to safe food practices. Um, they're following HACCP plants to ensure quality product leaves their door. Um, and then lastly, you know, from our point of view is knowing the source. So all of our source, these, the proteins are raised and sourced in the USA or Canada. Um, they are treated humanely from birth to slaughter. And, you know, we're a Wisconsin company. So anytime we can source as local products as we can um, surrounding the Midwest, we definitely do. We love supporting our Wisconsin farmers and businesses. So as that sourcing allows, we definitely use the most local sources as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, taking that next step. So when you talk about food safety and ensuring not only is your pet going to be okay, but the human handling them, you know, again, quality ingredients and knowing your source is definitely number one. USA source, you know, coming from countries that have high standards of treating their animals mm -hmm. and the processing behind that. And then also, because we're stating we're using USDA-inspected foods meant for human consumption, this means that we're not using 4D meats. And mm -hmm. 4D is referring to animals that are dead, dying, diseased, and down. Mm -hmm. um, so there's kind of, that. that's really the most crucial step when you talk about safe product. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, it's interesting because there's this common misconception when I tell people that I manufacture pet treats and pet food, they immediately, their mind goes to rendered byproducts. And, oh, right. Yeah. You know, they just think, oh, and I have so many meat brokers that try to sell me, I mean, in the most blunt form, garbage meat mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're just assuming, oh, you're a pet food manufacturer. You're cooking this to high heat. You're getting rid of anything pathogen. It really doesn't matter if, if the meat quality is there. And that's just not true. I mean, we have people that I, I have to tell them specifically for our salmon. I say the salmon that we put in that bag is the same salmon we're throwing on the grill for Friday mm -hmm. night. Dinner. Yeah. And they're almost amazed because it, it's that shock. And it's, it's almost like that misbelief that our pets don't really deserve the same quality meats that we're eating ourselves. And that's, you know, we know that's just not true. And we're seeing that shift in the consumer buying mm -hmm. better product for their, for mm -hmm. their, for their pet. And, so you've got, you've got your stages of safety, good quality ingredients. We know our suppliers. We have a really longstanding history. So we trust them. We know that they have the integrity that we hold. Um, that's just important from a food safety measure. These are, these are suppliers that are following all those regulations, um, HACCP sanitation, good manufacturing practices. So that's kind of key to having those relationships and trusting them. Mm -hmm. And then any new supplier that we pursue potentially working with, we require that they show us the documentation that they hold licenses, certifications. They show kind of the proof that they're doing things the right way. Um, and then before I even start working with them outside of the documentation, typically what I'll do is I require, I personally will inspect, you know, a case of meat. And I never thought I'd be saying this, but <laughs> I've had quite the experience uh, looking at meat and you can typically tell if it's good quality based on color, smell, texture, just looking at it, feeling it. It's, it's pretty um, self-evident. So sure. before I work with the supplier outside of the certifications, I personally inspect. Um, and then lastly, Everything checks the box that it's good to go and we, we process it. Um, prior to even packaging our product, we do a test and hold, which means 
We're sending the product, that specific lot, into a third-party lab for testing. Once they give us the paperwork, the report saying, yep, this is all cleared, you're good to go, then at that point, we will package and we know that this is safe product going to market. That is amazing. And I will say that is part of why I feel so confident recommending your products because number one, I've seen your production and I know mm-hmm. you and how <laughs> you know picky you are, which is yep. fantastic, you know. And then also the fact that um, you're just you're you're putting all of these practices in place that are more they're not um, they don't give bacteria a chance to thrive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so there's so many parts of that that are so important um, that a lot of people don't even realize. And, you know, unfortunately, one of the things that's happened, you know, with some of your products is that they're out of stock. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It, it's very frustrating because, you know, someone's there, they want to buy something and we're like, I am so sorry, we're out of stock right now. But I also know that you're working on it in the background because obviously there was something that didn't meet your standards. And so that's why, or if a product, you know, happens to be discontinued or whatever, there is a supply thing that there is not anyone out there that meets your standards. That's correct. Yep. I will say we are, we are heavily stocked now. So that's not be an issue. <laughs> yay. 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 That's very good. And we Goodness. will actually be bringing back the duck necks. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. That, that was a, definitely a sourcing issue. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've seen the market shift in some ways where we hold a high standard of quality and obviously that's going to cost a little more, but mm-hmm there gets to be a point where if it's too costly and then the sourcing is not reliable enough, mm-hmm. then, then as a company, we decide, okay, we don't want to ruin the integrity of our product, but it makes sense right now with the market. We're just going to temporarily put this out of stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it makes total sense. It's just, you know, we have to realize we're not working with widgets and machines. I mean, this yep. is, yeah. So, yeah. So we've got to realize there's this different varying, you know, quality of things. So mm-hmm. no, and I, and I respect that a lot about what you guys do. Thank you. Yeah. So as you know, there are a lot of freeze dried raw products on the market. What is it that sets momentum apart? No, I'll, I'll take that and I'll, I'll take it, you know, it's interesting because I'm going to take it as a fan of momentum before I became <laughs> associated with momentum. Mm-hmm. It, it was interesting. I remember the first time I walked into a retail store and saw momentum, I, I went over there and I was like glued to the section and I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe someone is doing this. Um, and so I first became a fan of their, their treats when I saw the turkey hearts and the chicken hearts and the beef hearts and the liver and so forth. And I was like, you know, no one else is doing this. And, and organ meats is something that's so vital and so essential to uh, our pet's life and, and, and what's missing mm-hmm. in our pet's life. And, you know, as someone that does a lot of reading and research and so forth, and, you know, that going back to what I had said before is, is feeding what they're intended to, you know, the first thing that that animal goes for is the organs when they're in the wild, mm-hmm. they want to go pull all that nutrients and so forth. Cause it's so nutrient dense and, and mm-hmm. you can get so many vitamins and minerals and amino acids and the whole thing from, from those organs. And so I thought it was just amazing that someone, you know, quite honestly had the guts to put something out like that. Mm-hmm that maybe only a select few would know and appreciate. And, and so I was a fan from, from the get go. And I I didn't later, I later discovered more about the seasonings and so forth, because uh, fortunately I was a raw feeder. And so I didn't have a, you know, picky eaters and I didn't have dogs that were missing some certain things from their diets and all that kind of stuff. But when I, when I look at momentum as a whole, because, you know, the people in the category, overall are really good companies. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a really good job. They've got a good ingredient profile and so forth. So it's a very competitive market. But what I see that really kind of stands out 
and I give Tony credit for this as well, is that, you know, when we talk about today all the time about a minimalistic approach mm-hmm. and you look at an ingredient deck and it's not that you just want to see the quality, but you don't want to see a bunch of stuff in there that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. That exists a lot more today than it did before. But when you look at momentum, it probably exists more than anything else in, 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 in the category. When you have whole sections of the category that have one single ingredient or two at the very most for two of the three categories, it enables you to be able to feed something that you know is of of quality without having any concern or guilt. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that, that they've really taken that approach to the, the, and, and, and then having, again, the organ meat, and it's not all driven by organ meat. The chicken breast is 100% chicken breast. Mm -hmm. So, or the pork tenderloins, 100% pork tenderloins, and those are amazing skews. But I just love that it was, it was driven in a high meat, high protein profile, mm-hmm. um, and keeping everything to the very basic, to the very minimal. And and um, so that's what really kind of drove me, and I think stands out among a bunch of good companies. You know, yeah. That they can. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it's a good point because, you know, there's so many pets that are plagued with allergies for whatever reason, and that's a whole nother thing. But with momentum, you have usually one ingredient, you know, and so it makes it a very nice treat to go to, you know, for those animals who are trying to avoid um, some of their triggers, um, and I'll never forget the way that, um, that we got momentum started in my store in Bark Avenue was, I believe it was your brother, Tony. Yeah. yeah. yeah called us <laughs> and asked if he could send us some samples and we're like, yeah. sure, no problem. You know? <laughs> and so here we go, we get this box and we start handing out these samples to these dogs. And I mean, they are going insane. And we're like, what the heck? We gotta, we gotta find out more about this company. And, um, Anyway, so yeah, I think it, at that time it was Duck Hearts. Um, I think that yeah, Duck been Hearts. The, I think Duck Hearts and Turkey Hearts were kind of the main yeah cues that you guys brought in. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> um, and then the Turkey Hearts are just unstoppable, and oh, yeah. it continued to be. You know, um, it's just got that term of you know, it's my doggy's crack kind of thing. So, <laughs> but it's so high value, and that's the great thing is you know when you're trying to train your dog to go potty and you know or whatever it is, um, the dogs just love them. So they do, yeah, and it speaks to the quality as well. So Thank yeah, you. and you yeah. know, you know, one other thing that I thought that where they stick out and Tony and did, did a really good job of developing this is also putting it in a format and packaging that is very easy. You know, when we, we talk about our company and our, and our, and our, our customers, our customer base and so forth, you know, those customers, they love their dog. It's like they're, it's like they're family members. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if I'm going to the beach, my dog's going with me. If I'm going to the mm-hmm. park, the dog's going with me. If I'm going to the brewery, the dog is or a winery, I'm the dog's sure. going with me. And so it's really cool that you can, whether it's at home and you want to feed them this and train them or whatever this case may be, or if you want to go to some of your favorite places and take your dog, it makes it very convenient to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really kind of stands out as well with momentum. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the other note to add too, because again, a decade ago, freeze-dried was was so new. And, and now with the brands we're seeing, you know, when you say freeze-dried, there's, there's almost nothing at least for me, there's nothing overly unique about that term anymore because it's, it's almost overplayed. Um, there's so many different understanding behind freeze-dried. You have freeze-dried raw or you have freeze-dried cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's unique about Momentum is, is we've stayed true to what we started out as. And, and our freeze-dry process, you know, we do everything in-house. So from start to finish, we freeze-dry package. Um, we don't have co-manufacturers and co-packers, so there's that quality control there, but we have, um, you know, over the past 20 years, we've really honed in on what our freeze dry process is and why we have such a premium product is because, you know, there's different methods of freeze drying. You can uh, speed up the process and by doing so, you're kind of applying a higher temperature right away and then you you borderline get to that cooked product. And then at that point, you know, all the raw benefits that you're trying to provide your pet, you're not getting. So um, we definitely keep a very low and slow process. 
to ensure we're retaining the crucial nutrients in that raw freeze-dried product that's benefiting our pet. Such a good point to make, because you're right. There are a lot of freeze-dried foods out there and some of them are cooked. So Mm -hmm. glad you mentioned that. That's very good. Okay. So if you could tell us a little bit about your product line. So I think we'll both jump in on this. I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, again, I'm going to step back as a as a fan of the product, but to me, overall picture, you know, we have three different categories, and the first one being the treat, which we talked about. I think that's a lot of times the introductory into the the stores in the beginning as they they fall in love with the treats. I love freeze-dried treats just for training period. I just think it's one of the best treats you can do. It's very easy to take with you. The dogs are, it's usually very palatable. It's easy. It doesn't break apart too easily, or you can if you need to. But so I like it for that purpose. But again, when I was a retailer, I spent a lot of time talking to customers about nutrition and the importance. And it was usually they were coming to us because there was an issue. Mm -hmm. So you would get them on the appropriate diet that would really start making a difference. And then all of a sudden something would go awry. And then what I would find out is you would ask a lot of questions. They started feeding some treats that weren't the top quality treats that was causing the issue. And their first assumption was always the food. And it makes sense because they're just feeding this treat every once in a while. So I love the fact, and you've mentioned it before, that with a single ingredient, it really helps eliminate the allergies or the intolerance and so forth. If, if it's high protein and so forth, it's usually they, they, they love to consume it. But, but more importantly, that with the high protein and the low carb profile, I started doing some research not too long ago. Uh, we represent a lot of foods and a lot of treats and so forth in the business. And I've, and I've dealt with a lot of them. It was almost 45% carbs were kind of the norm for a treat and a lot sure. of sugar. Mm-hmm. And the way I always talked about it with customers and people that are even retailers that I've talked to and trained is that, you know, they've already had their meals to get what they need to out of their nutrition. The treat is something we want to reward them about. So we certainly don't want to add extra calories and carbs right. to their diet and have them gain weight. So I love that the treats are very basic and they don't have to read it, you know, go through the lineup of 30 different things in it to see if they can feed, feed that. So mm-hmm. I love that. When you go to the next step, the seasonings or today is kind of often known as toppers. Um, you know, when you look at it and it's kind of deceiving, we're going to change this. We're doing some things. We're going to change some things in the packaging, but when you open that bag, it just feeds really well. When you pour it over to the kibble or to the can or whatever it is that they're feeding, that they want to add this to the diet. And again, you're going to have a very high profile, uh, excuse me, high protein diet, which is going to be, you know, somewhere around 60% on average of, of protein. So it's going to be very palatable. Some of the people that are putting toppers or, or, or this type of stuff on their food is for picky eaters. They can't get their dog to eat it. So they throw this on top of it and their dog starts consuming it. And of course you want to make sure that that's quality product, which it is. And then the other ones are doing it because they're missing something in their diet. Mm-hmm. And, and I always talk to the retailers or the consumers is send that message that, we're not asking you to, to pull more out of your pocket. Right. Cut back on their food, whether mm-hmm. that be 10%, 12%, or 15%. And this will add back into that nutritional profile and add stuff, nutrients, something raw, something natural to their diet that they were missing, but without costing you anything extra. And, yeah, very good. Yeah. And so I've always loved the seasonings and so forth. And I think that one's an overlooked um, mm-hmm. category. Um, mm-hmm. And then... The meal bars, I just love, you know, I was having a lot of fun talking at the ADMC show where I met you Yes, with some customers and so forth that had both of the other categories, but not the meal bars. And, you know, the meal bars are the opposite. So when we get to meals, we want to make sure that it really does have all the, 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 the vitamins and the minerals and so forth, but naturally mm-hmm. through vegetables and produce and all that kind of stuff. So, so it is high meat. It's going to have the, or, the organ meat in there as well. So it's going to be mostly protein, but, but we're going to have a balanced meal. Mm-hmm. So we've got the meal bars um, and it's just one of those things that you can actually travel with. Again, if you want to put, put this and add this to someone's meal, it's so easy to break apart mm-hmm. and then add a little bit of water to it or goat's milk or leave it as it is. Um, if it was something that you wanted to go, uh, as I was talking to some people at ADMC that they had 
they had hunting dogs and they were going mm-hmm. to go out and they had, they had actually working dogs. Mm-hmm. You can take this mill bar with you as they're exercising and so forth and just feed them as it is. Um, you know, so, or so many people that want to go to the park or they want to go on vacation, but they want to make sure that they've got the right appropriate food. And sometimes those are raw feeders that they want to feed free sure. side of the road. Yeah. So it gives you a lot of different options with the mill bars. So I think those are the three categories. And I like that the way that it was done because it's thought about different customers at different times or maybe the same customer at mm-hmm. different times for their pet. Sure. Um, and that's that's without speaking about in each individual one because they're Tony's babies and she, <laughs> she, she created those and she can speak to it better than I. Yeah. You know, the seasoning line, when you talk about picky eaters, that was really one of the main inspiration. And when I had to try to figure out what do I want to call this line? I instantly thought of seasonings because, you know, as humans, when you eat a meal and it lacks some flavor, what's the first thing you do? You add seasoning to it. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. You know, think of these dogs that have the same dry food for breakfast and dinner every Mm -hmm. single day. It's really no surprise that they turn their nose up to it. So I thought, let's give seasonings to our dog to make them enjoy mealtime. And, you know, what what I tried to do when I'm looking at, the profile of the single ingredients we had as far as organ meats. What I wanted to do on the seasoning line, with the exception of our chicken breast and the bison tripe, which is overlap with our treats, um, the other three skews, which include turkey gizzard, pork heart, and beef kidney, I wanted a way to incorporate a different protein, a different organ meat from that particular protein in a different form. So someone who might be feeding beef heart and maybe wants to get kidney in the dog's diet, they have the option to buy the beef heart treats along with the kidney poppers. Um, So I really tried to make sure I was incorporating as much different proteins in the organs as I possibly could. Um, And to Greg's point, that's interesting to hear about the meal bars and, and some hunters, because again, as I mentioned with Peter's story, I grew up with a family of duck hunters. So um, anyone who's duck hunted for hours and they've got their their working dog that's retrieving for hours or mm-hmm. going through the water, even if it's a few times, that, that burns quite a lot of energy. And if you want to sustain that, you've got to make sure you're feeling your pet. So mm-hmm. that was really the inspiration behind a meal bar. Um, we, we used to call it a power bar, um, but these meal bars, when I formulated them and I had you know, I had the, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to learn and work with Dr. Steve Brown, the original founder of Steve's Real Food. Mm -hmm. And I formulated these bars and it was extremely important to me that I was able to put together this nutritional panel that is complete and balanced according to AFCO standards, um, without the use of any sort of synthetic vitamins and minerals. So that was kind of a core message I always want to embody in the Momentum brand. And so it it took me probably close to two years before I had formulas that I was proud of. Um, I liked the ingredients and the inspiration behind it was for the raw feeders on the go. Somebody who does want to just add um, fresh nutrition to their dog's current diet um, can be broken up for a treat. So th- mm-hmm. there's a lot of different uses these bars serve, um, but they are formulated complete and balanced mm-hmm. for those who do want to replace a complete meal. Yeah, very good. Well, and the other thing I do want to mention here is that, you know, we have people that come in and they'll be, you know, oh my gosh, a turkey heart. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? That's disgusting. You know, and then we show it to them. We actually, you know, have a sample of it. We show, you know, have them hold it. it. It's not the mushy, gushy, you know, nasty thing that we envision it to be. It's freeze dried. It's easy to put in your pocket. It's easy to tear apart, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So any new products on the horizon? Well, I don't want to give too much away. Um, we are doing a complete rebrand that we will be showcasing at SuperZoo in August. Um, we're just livening up the look, a little more modern logo update. And with that, of course, we will be launching some new product lines. Um, one that we're seeing a lot in the market, and it makes sense, are functional toppers. So 
foods that we can tap existing diets for our pets that serve a specific purpose and um, are tackling a specific health problem. So mm-hmm. um, our initial toppers to start this, this product line will include toppers that target specific gut health and support. Um, we've got a formula that's going to help with anti-inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also got our third skew will be more of an antioxidant immune boosting um, formula. So these are intended to top existing diets. They are utilizing real ingredients that support anti-inflammation, antioxidants, and gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really excited about that. We've got um, some natural chews we're going to launch, um, again, just to help support that oral health care in our pets. And then lastly, and probably one that myself and I'm sure Greg can um agree with me here is we're coming out, we're in the process of formula formulating some freeze-dried scoopable meals. Um, mm. We've got two SKUs we're working on for dogs and two for cats. So, you know, what's going to be really unique about these meals is we've, we've kind of worked backwards. So we know all the problems or the main health problems we're seeing in our pets. And so we wanted to choose specific ingredients that will be in these formulas that kind of tackle that. They're also going to stand out as our unique identifiers because, again, at the end of the day, we've got a lot of freeze-dried brands doing really great stuff. They're putting out wonderful product, um, but it's kind of how what is Momentum going to do to stand out? So we've we've picked out three specific ingredients that I won't share here. I wanted to be a little <laughs> surprised come August um, that we're really going to be showcasing in these blends. Nice. That's exciting. So for those of you that aren't familiar with what Super Zoo is, it's a giant retail distributor show um, out in Vegas that highlights all sorts of products, um, grooming, you know, food, um, just an array, clothes, toys, everything you could see. You can't even see it in the amount of time that you're there. So so that's exciting that you're going to yeah. be there. You're going to be rebranding, launching new products. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's a lot. It's 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 a lot of work, but we're we're pretty pumped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exciting. So, Tony, is there anything else that you would like to share, either about your brand, your um, products, anything else that you think the listeners should know? For sure. So I kind of touched upon it earlier, but. You know, I think one thing to always showcase for our brand is being that we are a second generation family owned business. So mm-hmm. that's pretty important when people are asking who's making their food um, and what their core values are. And one thing that I always like to explain is knowing that we're family owned and still heavily involved, we do all the operations start to finish. Our pets are our families, and we want all of our listeners and any anybody who's going to support momentum to know, you know, from our family to yours, realistically, it's our family making premium products for the health of your, your family, your fur baby. Mm -hmm. That I always really like to drive home. And, you know, when you talk about being family owned and we're not corporate, we're far from corporate. Mm -hmm. We haven't been bought out by private equity. Um, So we control our own destiny. We don't have a board of directors saying we've got to hit a bottom line. So, you know, what drives us at the end of the day is quality ingredients to promote a really good product mm-hmm. versus the dollar signs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we take a lot of pride in that. And, and it's important that anyone who supports momentum knows that, hey, pick up the phone. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can speak to that too, because I have actually seen you and your husband with your dogs and Mm -hmm. how much love is there. And I know that there is no chance you're going to feed those dogs anything um, but the best. So yeah. so You got that right, Tammy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So if somebody wanted to look up your company or learn more about it, how can they find you? Sure. So um, with the rebrand, we will be redoing our website. So um, if they look now versus in the next few months, it might Uh be extremely um, different, but they can go to our website, www.momentumcn.com. CN Mm -hmm. CN is Carnivore Nutrition. 
Um, we are in the process of getting a store locator added to our website. So for those that um, want to shop a local retailer, mm-hmm. they'll easily be able to find whoever is within their, their, their town. Um, so that's kind of one way that they can learn a little more about us. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a presence on Facebook and Instagram. So mm-hmm. just searching Momentum Carnivore Nutrition. And that's where we're posting. Um, we do some behind the scenes at the factory. Um, we're promoting, you know, any new products that we're going to be launching. We do a little sneak peek. So that's that's first and foremost, the website and our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I like people to know that if you want to call and ask me a question directly, you can pick up the phone and call our office. And one way or another, you can reach me. Um, yeah. You can send an email on our website. You can ask your local retailer. And, you know, we've got a lot of points on, you know, the sales team that is really close with these stores. If these stores reach out to the distributor, I like to make sure I'm very, very supportive of open communication. And any question is never is never a bother. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, and again, I love that, you know, you're still keeping it small. It's family owned. Um, that is so so important um, for people to know and that it's not, you know, a big, you know, like you said, the bottom line is, you know, I mean, it it just, everything gets watered down whenever that's the focus. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So that makes a huge, huge difference. So um, well, Tony, this has been so amazing and I am really excited for the listeners to learn more about your products and, to just kind of get to know you and the company a little bit better and Greg, he, you know, he's, he's great too. So, um, so yeah. So thank you again for taking the time to, um, to chat a little bit about your company. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Tammy, for the invite. Absolutely. We love your support at Bark Avenue. Oh, well, absolutely. (laughs) It's fantastic. Yes. We love it. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Yes, we will. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.